What is up, everybody? We are back again this week with a new episode of Just Saying with Justin Martindale. I am Justin Martindale, and it is, whew, it's been a long couple of weeks. John, how are you? I'm going to make you talk. I'm great. Yeah, see? He's like, I don't want to talk. You're talking! I missed you. I know. It was, it was, I missed you too. It was a very, I mean, I'm going to just get into my trip because there's so much fun dirt to talk about. So... We were gone for, I think, two weeks, right? Was it two or three? Two. We missed two weeks, yeah. Two weeks, yeah. So I was gone two weeks. I went and taped the Sherry Shepard show in New York City, and uh, that was great. Uh, it was literally a New York minute. I felt like the Olsen twins without uh, a carton of cigarettes and endless coffee. But it was so great. Sherry was wonderful. The audience was fantastic. However, it was a little um, crazy because we got into New York City and um, the Oscars were happening. So that's why I didn't really cover the Oscars. But I feel like the Oscars have been covered. I finally saw everything everywhere all at once. Meh. I saw it on the plane. I was like, all right, let's watch it. It was a little too much. I was a little confused. Luckily, I'm very uh, fluent in the multiverse, but it was just, I, 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 it, yeah, I, I felt like my brain hurt afterwards. But um, caught the tail end of the Oscars. I feel like it was all kind of the same winners. I think Jamie Lee Curtis was the big shocker. Um, and that's really it, right? I thought I thought Jimmy Kimmel did a great job. Um, but then the Sherry Show was the next day. So we go in and I'm ready to talk about the Oscars. And, you know, I was doing all the like jokes and notes and whatever. And they're like, okay, no, we're going to, you have six minutes. And so we're going to talk about your ghost during COVID, uh, Enrique Iglesias. And I was like, okay, we're just hitting the bullet points, right? And it was so quick and done and then flew back. But oh no, this is where my flight saga begins. On the way back from JFK to LAX, we sat on the runway for four and a half hours. And we did move. And I was like, oh God, this is it. I'm going to be in a viral video of myself just losing my shit on a plane. I've made it, mom. Um, we sat there for four and a half hours. Got back at like three in the morning. It was We were supposed to get back at like 1030. It was just awful oh but wait <laughs> then monday on my birthday thank you for all the birthday wishes it was very sweet i couldn't really get to you all because oh wait uh we were supposed to fly out to new york um at 6 15 in the morning la time so we got up at 4 a.m finished all of our packing evan and i and then got to the airport we're there we're in the sky lounge we're like this is it we're here Oh, no, we have to wait 15 minutes and then 15 minutes turns into 20 minutes and then 20 minutes turns into another 10. And then they're like, you know what? We're going to be back in the next 20 minutes to let you all know what's going on. And we're like, oh, great, please, someone. Um, then they tell us we have to switch planes completely because of a maintenance problem. And I'm like, OK, well, here we are. I've had two incidents with Delta in two weeks so we were supposed to leave at 6.15 in the morning. We don't leave until 12.30 p.m., a six-hour layover on my birthday. 
and we had dinner plans and we had tickets to see Chicago with Jinx Monsoon. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the best birthday ever. Oh no, it was not. Uh, we got upgraded to Delta One, which was good. So I was ready. Delta One is where they have all I've wanted. All I've wanted was a reclining pod bed. That's it. I was like ready to sleep on that plane and like wake up and be ready. And no, we had the basic first class pod. Yes, I said basic first class pod. I was like, uh, no. Um, and of course, everybody on the plane is pissed off because we're we've all been delayed. People are like, my connection's been missed to Rome. My family's not gonna see me. I'm like, I have tickets to Broadway, Chicago, with Jinx Monsoon on my birthday. Does no one care? And no one did. So we got to the hotel about 10:30. Got a bottle of Justin wine, because Evan gets it, and uh, had some like Mediterranean food, whatever. It was fine. I was bummed, yes, but you know what? I'm still here. That's all that matters. And then Wednesday, we had our show. Mateo Lane and I did the Bell House Theater in New York City, actually Brooklyn, which was great. And you and I had... Brooklyn. You and I had a day, let me tell you, because um, I get a call around like four o'clock from Mateo and he's like, who's hosting the show? And I'm like, no one. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? You have to have a host. And I'm like, all right, New York, get, we get it. Calm down. Theatrics, drama, right? And I'm like, no, we, in LA, we just tag team. We just get up, do a set, bring up the next person. Then we'll do like a Q and A. And he's like, that's not how we run things in New York city. I'm like, sorry, Mateo. So I'm scrambling. I'm like, oh shit, I got to get a host. So I'm calling up people. I'm calling up like, Josh Martin, Josh Adam Myers, who has just given up on me completely uh, responding to any text message or of the like. So, okay. And um, yeah, I'm just not hearing back from people. And I'm like, I'm calling John from Brooklyn. I'm like, you're from New York. Help me. And he's like, I got it. I got it. I'll get you going. So I got this guy, Jared Waters, who is so good. Thank you for being there because honestly, it did make a difference because they started the show, like there's pre-show music. They're like, what do you want to play for the pre-show? And I'm like, ah, Dua Lipa Radio. Call me old fashioned. And so everyone's having a good time. People are filing in. And then all of a sudden the music stops and the lights go down and it's silent. And there's no like, hey guys, welcome to the show. Da, 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 da. It's just, and thank God he was there because Jared goes up to the stage and he's like, what's up everybody? And Mateo's like, that that is why you have a host. And I'm like, okay, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. He ended up doing about like 20 minutes. I ended up doing like 45 to an hour. It was great. It was awesome. Um, and then whew, after New York, we went to Baltimore. We took a train. Um, oh, mind you, I have to go. I have to uh, um, go back to our first class when we eventually got on the flight to New York. Uh, we're sitting in our seats and a sassy flight attendant comes over and he's like, he was like, like he looked, he was gay clearly, but he was like, he had the mustache and like the bubble butt. And I'm like, you have a dark side. I can tell, like, I can tell you've got like a leather harness under your like Delta uniform. Like I know my people. And I, he was like, can I get you something to drink? And I was like, yeah, can I get like a glass of Sauvignon Blanc? And he's like, girl, I was like, ah, he girled me. I was, he's like, girl, no. He's like, all we have is Chardonnay. I'm like, what is this hell that I am on? So 
took a train to Baltimore, had a great time uh, uh, in Baltimore, had some amazing oysters. After Baltimore, we went to Atlanta to surprise uh, my boyfriend's parents for their 40th wedding anniversary, had the best steak dinner at a place called Ray's in Atlanta, which was delicious. And then I did a pop-in in uh, Atlanta at the uh, Punchline with Marilyn Rice Cub. So I saw Marilyn Rice Cub, um, who just got back from Australia. She's like exhausted. We and, and we walked in, and she's like, "I'm so glad you're here." And I'm like, "We're gonna have a good time." And um, yeah, it was really weird. It was uh, just like a quick like in and out, and like I had some juicy scoopers there who were like, "Why didn't you tell us you were coming?" I was like, "Cause it's called a pop in. It's a surprise." Um, and then yeah, flew back. And here we are. We did it. Um, uh, so, yes, thank you again for everyone who came out to my shows. Um, last night, we uh, went out to dinner with uh, our friend Blake. We went to this place called uh, Zinke on Melrose. And it's really funny. It just made me think like, um, like customer service. Because here's what happened in customer service. I had a problem. I left my AirBuds in Atlanta. Um, at a hotel we were at. And before we flew back from Atlanta, I was like, Evan, get my earbuds out of your out of your bag. And he's like, they're not here. And I'm like, what? So I did the find my, you know, find my earbuds app, you know? <laughs> and it's like, oh yeah, they're at the hotel. And I'm like, okay, they're at the hotel. I'll just have them like, you know, ship them back when we, we get it. So I call the hotel yesterday and I'm like, they're still there. I still see them. They haven't moved. And this woman picks up and she's like, what room is it? And I'm like, 425. And she's like, yeah, they're not there. And I'm like, they're there. I'm looking on my phone. They're there. She's like, no, they're not. And I'm like, well, can you like go see if it's like if they're outside? I can tell you where we parked. She's like, well, if they're in the parking lot, they're off property. No, they're not. They're there. So I'm like, what am I supposed to just like leave them there? Just abandon my children? So she's like, sorry. And I'm like, oh, no. So then Evan's like, I got this. I've been dealing with this for a while since I travel all the time. Calls up around like 4 o'clock. He's like, yeah, I think there's some earbuds here. He's like, oh, yeah, I found them. They're right by the door. And he's like, yeah, thank you so much. He's like, well, yeah, at our hotel, we like to treat our guests like family. And I'm like, really? Because Tessa did not at the Burgess Hotel. Great hotel. But I was like, really? Like, come on. Like, so anyways, that's. We're good. Got the earbuds coming. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Oh, and I'm an uncle. Yay. I'm an uncle. My sister-in-law had her baby uh, March 24th, so it was not on my birthday, thank God. But yeah, we got the we got the call. We're very excited. We have baby Samuel. He looks adorable. Like all of us are just like, this is the cutest baby we've ever seen in our life. He's like 20 two inches long. He looked like a grown person. Like when they held him up, I was like, that's, that's weird. Like it's a large baby, but no, eight pounds, something ounces, whatever. Beautiful, beautiful baby. So congratulations uh, to them. We can't post pictures. I'm sorry. My brother said, do not put my child on social media. And we're like, why? What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> so, we have no baby pictures. I have baby pictures and it's for me, but I'm not going to be like, my sister was like, what if I just put like a heart over the face? And I'm like, then no, 
That, like that that's weird. what all the celebrities do. I know, and it's so dumb. I don't want to be like, look what I did. I did nothing. I did nothing to make this child come into the world. Allegedly. No, I did nothing. You know, so I'm not going to be like, look, <laughs> I have a new family member. Yeah, I'm not going to get like all the praise for it. I didn't do it. So whatever. But uh, yeah, his name is Samuel. He's adorable. I'm very excited. Uh, some people say he has a, a resemblance, a likeness to me. I'm like, style the baby's hair and then get back to me. Um, but we're going to get into some topics for you guys this week. There's a lot of tragedy, obviously. And by that, I mean Tennessee. Um, so my thoughts really go out to Tennessee. I have family that lives in Tennessee. My sister is a teacher in Tennessee. My cousin is a teacher in Tennessee. And we have, you know, that news of that horrible shooting again in Tennessee. And, uh, this time I think it was like three nine-year-olds and, you know, some teachers and it's just awful. And I checked in with my cousin today and she's like, it's just so weird, you know, cause we just have to go back to work. Like nothing happened. And, um, yeah, it's just a hard, hard time in America. So I was trying to find some stories that we could like, you know, kind of laugh about because this is what I want to do is just entertain you guys on your morning commutes, you know, um, traveling, whatever. We just have an uplifting podcast. But yeah, seriously, Tennessee, get your goddamn shit together. Jesus. Drag queens are clearly not the problem. Um, and I have a little bit more on that later in the podcast. But uh, let's get into someone that no one cares about, Grimes. <laughs> Grimes, who was married to Elon Musk, um, had a baby with him. And um, I guess she changed her baby's name. Okay, remember they had like a weird baby name? Here, go up real quick. It was, uh, the baby's name was, and I'm not even saying this right, but it's... Uh, Nay, exa dark side rail musk. Sure, I get, I'm not even saying that right. It's like there's it's it's like some weird like uh, Lord of the Rings elven language. I'm sure, but she's changed the baby uh, to Y or Y question mark or just question mark to represent curiosity, the eternal question. I'm calling Child Protective Services immediately after this podcast because that is not good. So here's the article. High priestess of all that is extraterrestrial, otherworldly, and really fucking weird. The singer has announced that her secret baby with ex-Elon Musk is getting a name change. If you'll recall that 2022 Vanity Fair interview, the mysterious crying baby from the article was later introduced to the world as Exa Dark Side Rail Musk. The, nine one, the, the now one-year-old, I should have called 911, uh, who was welcomed via surrogate in December of 21. If you were holding your breath for the kid to have any semblance of a normal childhood, oh no, you will unfortunately have to hold it a little longer. Grimes had previously said that X's nickname now was Y, like the letter Y. But on Thursday, she clarified on Twitter that Exa will henceforth be known as Y now, or Y question mark, or just question mark to represent curiosity, the eternal question and such. And such. <laughs> what, what does and such mean? Um, 
So if it weren't for government interference, which does not allow for symbols like question mark and legal names for probably good reasons, it seems Grimes might have put to use an entire keyboard of symbolic baby names that no one knows how to pronounce famously. Grimes and Musk named their son XAEA12. God. <laughs> they were forced to change the name, and uh, that's what they went with. So I'm sorry, if I was a parent... And my kid's name was Why Not. <laughs> Why not? Get over here. Or like if a kid can't have something, it's like, I said no candy before dinner. Why not? Stop talking about yourself. I don't know. I think it's very, very bizarre. But also like my brother named his son Samuel. But you know what? A teacher is going to have no problem saying Samuel. Right. The Sam. Kid, the Sammy. Kid, the, the kid probably won't be teased. Sambo. For being called Sam. Could you imagine? Question mark? Yeah. Que you know what? This kid's not going to like elementary school. This kid is going to like some cyborg, like like 11 school from Stranger Things. But even there, they're going to put him in the lockers with that name. <laughs> Probably so. Hey, why? Get over here. What's the why stand for? Why? Because I want to know. Why? Because I asked you a question. Why? Because I can do that. I'm a person, and that's called conversation. Why? I don't know. I don't make the rules. <laughs> like It's just <laughs> the who's on first of baby names. Uh, well, this was a story that came out, sort of. But while I was on hiatus, um, I had to talk about this because I just think it's kind of like weird and hot straight and gay and a fun mesh pot of sorts. So Diplo, I don't know if you guys heard, um, recently said that he is sure that he's gotten oral sex from a guy and clarifies that he's not, not gay. Why? Why stay out of this? This is a grown up conversation. Why? It just is. Back. Go play with your your robot dog that has a <laughs> that's trained for battle, apparently. So Diplo does not want to define his sexuality, but he says he's not not gay. Okay, sure, Jan. The DJ told Emily Ratajkowski, who uh, is boning every guy every guy in Hollywood right now, uh, in Tuesday's episode of her High Low podcast that. He isn't aroused by men that much, though he noted, I'm sure I've gotten a beach from a guy before. For sure. A hundred percent, yeah. The model, Emily, sure, then asked Diplo whether he had a specific memory to which he played coy. Mm -hmm. what, what is this? It, it's like, I think I've gotten a blowjob from a guy. I'm pretty sure. How sure would you say? Like, what's the percentage? A hundred percent. Yeah, this is called straight baiting, gay baiting. It's a straight per a straight person gay baiting for followers. Got because, it. Yes, that's what it is. Because, I mean, he's a good-looking guy. He's got hit songs like... Sure. And... Why? That's Yeah, that's a nursery rhyme for Grimes's. Kid. Is it one of those things where you get to, like, hashtag LGBTQ? And yes. Like that? Okay, got it. Yeah. All right, so, that checks so, out. But it's also him being, like, an ally, being like... But also, like, do you not, like, what's wrong? Like, you can't look down and be like, Frank, you know, like. <laughs> but that, that's like saying, oh, I have a black friend. Like, 
Oh, you got a blowjob from a gay guy. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I got a blowjob from... I think it was a gay guy. It if could've... there is a man down there, you're gay. <laughs> it's one thing to like experiment in college, but when you're a 44-year-old grown man who's very successful in the music industry, you know what's up. So he says, I've gotten a lot of BJs, but I don't know. Is that weird? I'm saying BJs. Can I say blowjobs? I'll say blowjobs. You know, I just feel like... There's like moms and listening, and I'm just like, a beach. You know, they know what, what it is. Call them blowies. That's what I <laughs> I've gotten a lot of blowies, but I don't know. He says, I mean, getting a blowjob is not that gay, I think. <sighs> she says, I don't know. You tell me. He says, when the music producer asked uh, what they had been speaking about before the subject of his sexuality, the My Body author uh, deadpanned Bill Clinton. What? Okay, now he wants to be a comedian. Okay. Emily Ratajkowski was the first to bring up Diplo's sexual orientation early in the episode. We should talk about what you said to me last night, which is that you're a little gay, she recounted. You want me to cut right into that, he asked? I was really into the social media questions. Well, I mean, look at him. Oh, look, your 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 penis is the Washington Monument. <laughs> oh, Diplo. A Diplo job. That's what he wants. I mean, look at it. He's like thirst trapping. Diplo's gay. I'm sorry. I'm, this is dumb. But the music out him? Huh? Did she out him? No. I think... Here's the thing with straight guys. I don't know if you know this or not, but... I don't. Straight guys love being like... Um, if I've had this happen tons of times. If I was gay, I'd totally fuck you. Oh, would you? Would you please, daddy? Tell me more about it. Oh, you, you, you would, you would. Great. And that's when I look at them and say, I'm sorry, but you're a four. You're a, you're a four when you're straight and you're four when you're gay. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I would totally, I'd totally bone you if I was gay. Okay. You saying that gay. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going up to like straight guys and be like, if I was straight, I'd totally have a beer with you. Yeah. You want to go get beers, bro? Yeah. Hey, let's get drunk and play. I've never done this before. Oh, man, this is so weird. I'm touching your dick. Uh, get out of here. So as the conversation went on, um, they talked about TikTok and Instagram like adults do. Diplo, whose real name is, sure, mentioned the sexy wood chopping man often featured on his feet. Okay, I know that sexy wood chopping man because it's in my algorithm as well. He says, they're hot guys. He says... They're hot guys. I don't know if that's going to be the thing that's going to send me over to the gay side totally, he joked, asking whether TikTok tells you that you're gay. <sighs> Emily Ratajkowski confirmed saying, I was on lesbian TikTok for a while and it was like, okay, insightful. Oh, shut up. Shut up, Emily. God, we need to say shut up, Emily, a lot more in this world. I, I, I watched lesbian TikTok. Girl, go make out with some other famous person. I mean, that's all she's doing these days. So this was just two gross people having this conversation, talking about gay baiting. Um, she then went on to say, you should be happy. I could just be talking to you only about your relationships to women. I like that you're a little flexible. Uh, Diplo then clarified that he doesn't want to define that he's gay. He says he thinks the best answer... I have is I'm not not gay. There are a couple guys I could date life partner wise. 
That sounds gay. It sounds gay. Okay. Like, how sad is this? If Diplo came out as gay, people would be like, all right. I mean, look at him. If you, he looks like a Swedish, like gay traveler, right? He looks like one of those Euro, Euro gays. Um, oh, he's also now saying that he's more of a vibe guy over gender. Okay. Um, the temperature of our culture has changed with men being more fluid. He explained, when I was young, you had gay kids at school and gay cousins or whatever, but it was different than it is now. I thought it was, like, weird to be gay. Okay, so now there's a stigma to it. Got it. I mean, it's, it, it's pretty simple. Uh, like, you're either gay or you're not. Whether you come out is your own business. Yeah, but who cares? You know inside you're either gay or you're not. That's just so weird. It's so bizarre what he's what he's doing. That's like if Joe Rogan was like, "Well, I'm not not gay." <laughs> and you're like, "What?" <laughs> like if any if any like straight male comic was like, "Well, I'm not you know not gay," I'd be like, "That no." That's a Hinchcliffe ad answer. A what? A Tony Hinchcliffe answer. <laughs> well, you said that, not me. But I mean, like, I think it's it's just. <sighs> And he he also used to date Katy Perry, gay. <laughs> you know, it's it's like, uh, I mean, I think I think I've had some blowjobs from guys before. What? What do you mean you think? Were you blindfolded? And who dances to Diplo music? Gays, I'm sure. Circuit party queens, you know. So he also has sons. Uh, I don't know if he's still married or no, but he's been questioned about his sexuality before. Can you pull up? Because this is what I found in interesting. Because people were like, I know who Diplo hooked up with. Pull up Diplo and Orville Peck. O-R-V-I-L-L-E. Uh, huh. Mm. Hmm. So... Yeah, let's go to this one. I think this one's the one that... Oh, it came out on my birthday. Revisiting Orville Peck and Diplo's Attitude cover shoot. Okay, so here they are. Orville Peck is an out gay uh, country singer. Fantastic. Very retro voice. Very soulful. But then him and, him and Diplo were hanging out like for a hot minute there. And these pictures kind of came out of them. For, I mean... Mm, Hmm. A strange bromance. Uh huh. And they're both like very retro. Orville has his, his classic like face covering on. Uh, no one knows what he looks like unless you uh, eat it, pump. <laughs> but yeah, he has. Here, see if there are any more pictures? Okay, there he is. Very straight. I mean, there's Orville. Yeah, he looks uh, very not, not gay in here. Yeah. Is there is that all the pictures? Uh huh. And then we've got uh huh. Yeah, so apparently this was called into question. They were like, Oh really? I thought you were friends with Orville Peck. And he's like, I think I think I've been I think I've had a blowjob from a from a guy before. I mean, what is this? Are we just getting ready for our brokeback mountain like like uh what are they called? Your uh what oh no. My brain's hurting. They're getting ready to like say their vows to one another. 
<sighs> Here they are doing Stop in the Name of Love by the Supremes. This is a lot. I, I mean... Well, an attitude is also a gay magazine. No, but I mean, like the guy with the mask just looks like Diplo, like <laughs> looks like the pop. yes boyfriend <laughs> brothers. Yeah, you know when they when they look alike. Yeah, like I the parts of the face that you could see, but he he has pigtails here, so obviously it's yeah. But I do I do love Orville Peck. But now I want to know, like, if I ever meet Orville Peck, I'm like. Did you suck Diplo's dick? But I can't I can't lead with that. I have to say, like, hi, my name's Justin. How are you? No, I think you can lead with that. I feel like you can. <laughs> Tell us about it quick. Um, so if you're gay, go for it. I'm happy for you. We need another ally, especially in, in pop music. I think it would be fantastic. But I the whole gay baiting thing, I hate it. I hate uh the whole like guys on TikTok who are like, smash or pass. Would you smash or pass me? I'm like, get out of here. Who are you? <laughs> and like the guys who are like, with their hands rubbing together and like, oh, gross. Um, all right. Let's talk about some more controversy because we're just banning shit now because that's where we are. We're just bored and we're banning shit. Everything is triggering. Everything everywhere all at once is terrible. Um, our nation appears to be suffering from an acute art attack. So um, this uh, came from an article called uh, at Jezebel.com, which I'm kind of excited about. So this says a Dolly Parton song and Michelangelo's David are now in the crosshairs of conservative schools. Ooh, too soon. Um, so here's something that now we are trying to make appropriate to teach children. We're trying to um, tell children what's good and what's not in school settings. And especially immediately what comes to mind for me is a Dolly Parton song because, you know, children, they're sensitive. We can't, can't have them listening to Dolly Parton music because then what's next? They bathe in blood or they <laughs> eat hamster heads out of their school uh, hamster cage. After a Florida school threw a fit. All right. Well, Florida. Here we go. After a Florida school threw a fit last week over Michelangelo's classic nude sculpture, David, being shown to a sixth grade class, a school board in Waukesha, Waukesha Wisconsin, has banned a first grade class from singing Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus's song Rainbow Land because it's too, quote, controversial. Ah, okay you're fine justin everything's great you're taping your podcast you're back from a long break you're catching up with the news and uh there's just fucking garbage people out there who are trying to deflect from bigger issues in the country um like gun control and uh, uh mental health um the economy um guns and more guns. Okay, but Dolly Parton, sure, let's go in. So uh, this is a tweet that says, my first graders were so excited to sing Rainbow Land for our spring concert, but it has been vetoed by our administration. When will it end? 
So here are the lyrics, because let me see, I'm going to ask you if you find these controversial. Living in a rainbow land where you and I go hand in hand. Oh, I'd be lying if I said this was fine. All the hurt and the hate going on here. We are rainbows, me and you. Every color, every hue. Let's shine on through. Together we can start living in a rainbow land. Living in a rainbow land, the skies are blue and things are grand. Wouldn't it be nice to live in paradise where... We're free to be exactly who we are. Let's all dig down deep inside, brush the judgment and fear aside, make wrong things right, and end the fight, because I promise I ain't nobody... Because I promise ain't nobody gonna win. Come on. I don't know. Sounds very controversial to me. Yeah, I don't like inclusion. God. (laughs) Or telling people it's okay to be themselves. That's what's crazy to me. Like, the guns aside... If they're talking about not getting rid of guns and keeping everybody gets a gun, teachers get a gun, you get a gun, you get yeah, maybe you're uh, the guy who bags your groceries gets a gun. Now. Everyone gets a gun. Yeah, why why not take the preventative measure of not letting these kids live with like hating themselves and wanting to kill other people? Like this is the time where you can fix their brains to realize they're okay as they are. Mm-hmm. Like no, we don't want to do that either. We want to no. fuck them up, give take, them guns. It sounds gay. Yeah. So are we going to take away um, the Rainbow Connection by the Muppets? Is that controversial? That has to go. The Care Bears got to go. Captain Planet got to go. Captain Planet has to go. He's in a Speedo and he's silver and he's only conjured by rings. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Muppets have to go because they're all they all have hands up their asses. Um, You know. Any anything with a rain, we're gonna ban rainbows. Actually, when they appear in the sky, we're gonna go up there with our our jets and we're gonna blast them out of the sky, like much like we do with guns and hurricanes to yeah. stop them. Yep. Fuck off, God! <laughs> it's so stupid. Um, so this woman, a first grade teacher at uh, higher elementary, was surprised to learn that the administration at her school vetoed her choice of song for the spring concert. She tweeted, that was her, that, uh, that her students had been really excited to cover the duet between Miley and her godmother, the queen of country, who, by the way, has donated millions and millions of dollars to literacy and books to help children read. And these fuckers are like, hey, let's take away their books. Okay. Um... The lyrics, which feel fully age appropriate, are as follows. I read them to you earlier. So the school board's president released a statement to Vice that claimed the song could be deemed controversial. I don't see it. I don't get controversial. It's not giving controversial. She also mused that perhaps Cyrus's sexually laden public image might be the reason behind the ban. Perhaps another reason for the censure is that both Cyrus and Dolly Parton have been vocal in their support of drag. This incident echoes what occurred in Tallahassee, Florida earlier this month, where a social a school principal stepped down after not alerting parents that their sixth grade students were to be shown an image of David in class. It's all an outgrowth of the same fear-mongering, fueling statewide book bans and curriculum overhauls to erase history. A chairperson of Tallahassee Classical School told NPR parents are entitled to decide whether any topic, any subject, any use of particular sensitive words are going to be discussed in the classroom. If they don't feel that it's appropriate for the age of their child, they're entitled to make that decision. Both of these recent in Incidents uh, stink of cultural illiteracy and reveal much more about the outraged mobs that the art in question. Naked bodies immediately being viewed as pornographic and as advocating 
for bareback gay sex are such outrageously inflated reactions. It's hard to take them seriously, but school districts and administrations are in fact taking them seriously, which is terrifying. If progressives roll out another culture war, American schools are eventually just going to be hyperbaric chambers where a uh, bot teaches her kids to count to 100. Yeah. But I love that it ends with "Meanwhile, Stream Rainbow Land" on Spotify. Yeah, that's it's. We're becoming a school where Y is going. But the the problem with that is who's going to program the bots because the parents can't read, because they don't want to teach their kids lit- literacy. They don't want them to learn about the world and how it works. And it's just it's mind blowing to me. That's called homeschooling. You want to teach your kid. What- Take your fucking kid yeah. home. You want keep to keep your kid at home. Exactly. You no want- one wants your kid. Do you think drag queens are like, oh, how many children will come to my show today? No, because you assholes are like, oh, I want to like some people actually want to educate their children about culture and art and different types of people and inclusion and diversity. It's not your fucking job to tell everybody else how to raise their kids. If you want your kid to be like a, a weird translucent Quaker child, then go for it. You know, if you want your kid to be some weird, like you know, farmhand, <laughs> that's what it is. They need more help on the farm. It's it, do it. If you want your kid to have no TV, no, like get out of here. The rest of the, the rest of the world has phones and entertainment and television. And you're not, what, what are you going to just strip them? All of that? Like, it's so gross. I don't care. We don't, people are like, Oh, we got to ban drag Queens. No ban children. Children ruin everything. Except for my nephew, Samuel. They ruin your body. They ruin drag shows. You know, they keep you up at night. If you want to have a kid, have a kid. That's the one thing I agree with Chelsea Handler on. She's like, you know what? I don't want to have a kid. If you want to have a kid, have a, have a kid. I like my life. It's not like, oh, I need a kid or I'm less than. No, some people, she says, like, some people have, like, we're doing our part two by not having children. I don't want a kid. I don't want a kid. How many kids are up for adoption? How many of those pro-lifers are like, hey, go adopt children? None. But if you're 14 and get raped, hey, that's yours now. Welcome to the system. That's what's also crazy. It is a lot of the conservative. I mean, it's mostly, I would say, all conservatives are voting this way. But the problem is, what's next? Like, they're going to start banning biology because God made everything. But here's reading that article, I was kind of wondering. I'm like, are they banning, like, breasts? Are they going to ban like the Venus? Uh, you know, I'm talking about the Venus in the coming out of the ocean where she like has oh. her, her. Are we just are we just banning small Roman penises? I mean, to also if we're talking about that, I sex ed started in the sixth grade. So yeah, where where are they starting with sex ed? At what age? One and two. Where do you start in that class? Like the the basic establishment is penis vagina. Next lesson. Like, it's ridiculous to me. I mean, it's all so stupid. It's like, we're going to ban, we're going to ban art. We're going to ba- ban culture. Salt rifles, eh, we'll keep them. We'll keep them. But, you know, a, a man in high heels uh, doing his job, uh, I don't know. That seems a little threatening to me. Meanwhile, how many of these articles that I see over the week? Youth pastor accused of sexual assault. Another youth pastor of sexual assault. Youth pastor, youth pastor, youth pastor, youth pastor. I don't know. If you want to ban assault rifles, why don't we paint them rainbow colored? No, I don't want a rainbow color. I don't want I mean uh, they'll ban them real quick. Ugh, exactly. And it's it's just it's just breaks my heart. So here's what I'm doing. Uh me and a bunch of RuPaul's drag race winners and uh other icons. 
I love that I'm in this group. <laughs> we are uniting for a telethon combating anti-drag politics. So this was from Entertainment Weekly. I was very excited to get this article. Um, RuPaul's Drag Race winners and queer icons are teaming up to make a high-heeled stand against anti-drag politics with their high-profile telethon amid a rise in the U.S. state legislation that limits drag as well as gender-affirming health care for transgender children. Entertainment Weekly can reveal that drag... Management firm producer entertainment group, also my management, has partnered with Glad, Queerity, parent company Q Digital, Out TV, Obsessed, Trixie Cosmetics, Servodka, and Headcount.org to launch the Drag Isn't Dangerous campaign, including a one night only streaming telethon that will divide proceeds among charities that support LGBTQ causes and drag performers in need, featuring a wealth of talent, none of whom are taking a fee for the event. Oh, well, now they tell me. Just kidding. From numerous RuPaul Drag Race winners to community staples, the Drag Isn't Dangerous telethon will include a mix of live and pre-taped sets as well as testimonials from LGBTQ people as well as straight celebrity allies. And it's going to be... Just before Halloween in 1985, a pipe bomb exploded in an office building in downtown Salt Lake City, killing a man and leaving the entire city on edge. As the smoke cleared and investigators began the search for answers, it became terrifyingly clear that this was just the beginning. Suddenly, looking for the culprit became a race against time. Hi, I'm Jeremy Schwartz, host of the new true crime history podcast, American Criminal. We take you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side to the American dream. In our latest season, the desperate hunt for a killer leads the authorities through the complicated world of historic document collectors and eventually right to the door of the Mormon church. Listen to American Criminal, The Salt Lake City Bombings, wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com. Really fun. Um, if you can go down a little more here, yeah. So far, the celebrities announced as taking part of the event include Alaska, Bibi Sahara Benet, Bob the Drag Queen, uh, Brandon Stansel, Darian Lake, Desmond is Amazing, Davina DeCampo, Eureka, Frankie Grande, Ginger Minge, Jackie Beat, Jiggly Caliente, Jinx Monsoon, <laughs> Juju B, <gasps> Justin Martindale, Katya, Carrie Colby, Manila Luzon, Ms. Cracker, Monet Exchange, Nina West, Peppermint, Selena Estides, Sherry Vine, Trinity the Tuck, and Trixie Mattel. So... Trixie says, I love her. She says, the only place where men dress as sexualized children is church. The most traumatizing thing about drag isn't harming kids. It's getting sent home first on Drag Race, but I can't relate, said Bob. That was really funny. So, yeah, this is all just, it's, it's just targeting a community of people when the real issues are being ignored. And it's something that uh, I feel very passionate about. I feel like I've been very passionate so far in this podcast and I didn't want to get political, but you know what? When you start fucking with me and my community, I'm going to get a little upset. So you know what? And these guys get away with sex scandals all the time and paying off abortions and shit. And then they're like, oh no, these are the real monsters. You know, this, this man in a wig. Meanwhile, one of them, I think it was like the, the governor of Tennessee was like in a dress in 1977 in like a yearbook picture. He's like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. That was different times. Oh, okay. So 
tune into that May 7th. I believe it's going to be on Moment, uh, which is where my special came out. Again, thanks to everybody who listened and watched. It's now available on Out TV. Um, so you can watch that on Out TV. Go to the app, download it, all that jazz. It's fun. Um, but here's something I'm going to change it up. Got to cool off. Whoo. And you know what helps me cool off? A nice vagina scented candle. And you know who has one of those? Gwyneth Paltrow. It is the trial of the century. I'm sorry, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. You had your moment. But now we are talking about Gwyneth Paltrow and the ski vacation from hell. Have you heard anything about this, John? I have, and it's fantastic. It's brilliant. This is a parody... If I've ever heard of like like this, if this isn't turned into a, like I think didn't they make a Johnny Depp movie with Amber Heard? Yeah, with, like this is the one we need. Yeah, this is the one we need. So if you haven't caught up on this trial, they are calling it the whitest trial of all time because it involves a retired doctor and he claims that he was in a collision with Paltrow that left him too injured to enjoy. Wait for it, his wine tasting at. <laughs> At a resort. This is real. I'm infatuated. Gwyneth Paltrow looks like a pissed off substitute teacher in Aspen, Colorado, who bought her, her who bought all of her wardrobe at Club Monaco. So let's break it down. Terry Sanderson, a 76-year-old retired optometrist. You heard it. Retired optometrist. Alleges that the Goop founder and CEO and Academy Award winner crashed into him while skiing at the ultra-exclusive Deer Valley Resort seven years ago. Seven years ago. And now we're bringing this to light. The collision, he says, culminated in severe injuries, including brain trauma and broken ribs that have since damaged his quality of life. Unfortunately... Um, anyone paying attention to what's been dubbed the widest trial of all time has likely been just a little distracted by certain absurdities that include green juice, cashmere sweaters, and claims of being left, quote, no longer charming and unable to enjoy wine tastings. The proceedings officially began in Park City, Utah on Tuesday and stemmed from a 2019 lawsuit filed by Sanderson against Paltrow for $3.1 million. Again, seven years ago, this incident took place. He claims in court filings that she exhibited, quote, negligence by plowing into him. Careful, don't say that in Tennessee. Knocking him down hard, knocking him out while skiing with her family in 2016. Sanderson later changed the damages sought to a more conservative 300000 One month after he filed the suit, Paltrow countersued Sanderson for a symbolic $1. Remember? It was like a Taylor Swift reference. So asserting that he was the only one who'd crashed into her and was exploiting her fame and celebrity to get her to pay him millions. Now, this goes on. The attorneys for Sanderson have called out, have called on medical professionals and asserted that their client has suffered in a myriad of ways, cognitively, behaviorally, and interpersonally since the collision. Before the crash... Terry Sanderson was a charming, outgoing, gregarious person. One of his attorneys, Lawrence D. Bueller, 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 said during opening statements, after the crash, he's he's no longer charming. We can't stand the guy. 
Ever since the skiing accident, he just turned into an asshole. We don't like him. I mean, we'll talk to him, but we don't like him. On Wednesday, radiologist Wendell Gibby, uh, which also sounds like a Hogwarts banker, testified that Sanderson showed the typical hallmarks of a brain injury consistent with being crashed into, and apparently that includes a hindered ability to taste wine. God, just end it. Among other more grave conditions. (laughs) There's nothing more grave than unable to taste wine. If I don't get the notes of black cherry, currant, leather, tobacco in my wonderfully aged 2018 Pinot Noir from Paso Robles, just throw me in the ocean. Um, There's nothing more grave than being unable to taste wine. Terry had been a high-functioning, active person, Gibby testified. Every day he was doing lots of things, you know, meeting groups, wine tasting, skiing, volunteering. I'm sorry. Okay. I thought it said every morning. I was like, he's tasting wine in the morning? That's a problem. But now, ever since the accident, he's a dick. No one likes him. After the accident, he deteriorated, uh, deteriorated abruptly, and many of the activities he loved to do, he stopped doing. Now you might guffaw at the accusation, but if a woman who just equated bone broth with soup and petals jade vagina eggs robbed me of my palate for Carlo Rossi, I too might take legal action. (laughs) Oh, so now she's, oh, so she's less than because she has jade vagina eggs. More seriously, Gibby also testified that there were abnormal findings on Sanderson's chest x-ray and MRI on his brain. I don't think it was just a minor bump. He had enough force to knock him unconscious, enough force to break four of the ribs on the right side of his chest, and that, along with the uh, deceleration of striking the ground, I think the rib fractures corroborate that there was enough force to cause a head injury. Oh, based upon the pattern of injuries here, he was struck from the left side. It forced him to the ground. Um... He has a history of neurological problems and has become obsessed with his case against Paltrow. Per emails following the collision, Sanderson allegedly boasted to his daughter that he was, quote, famous. So, meanwhile, a woefully uninterested Paltrow. Gwyneth is, like, taking this, like, she is giving you coastal grandma. She's just there to be, like, really, bitch. Like, she's sitting there just like this, like, just middle fingers up in the air. It's kind of amazing. She's just sitting there drinking her juice, her green juice, texting in court. She um, also um, brought baked goods for the bailiffs that they were like, no. And uh, the best thing um, that's kind of amazing is her, is the defense attorney who's fangirling so hard on Gwyneth Paltrow. She's like, how tall are you? And she's like, me? She's like, yeah. Uh, about, I'm almost 5'10". She's like, wow, it's really tall. I'm only like 5'6 in these heels. <laughs> I couldn't, couldn't even imagine being that tall. And so going back to the $1 that Gwyneth is seeking in damages, because she's like, this is bullshit. I'll give you $1, you piece of shit. I bu- Do you think Gwyneth Paltrow is like a linebacker? No, she she's, she's made of bone broth. Like there's no, she didn't even have bones. It's just broth. 
Wait, so what do you think really happened? Like, how do you think it went down? She, they crashed into each other on the slopes and that was it. It wasn't like Gwyneth Paltrow was like, oh, look at this fucking retired optometrist. I'm going to take him down and ruin him. Like, no, we shouldn't give a shit about you. Nobody does. I'm going to guess he was at fault. He was drunk on wine and he swerved into the Gwyneth Paltrow uh, hill. She yeah. definitely has her own place that she could ski by herself. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. You 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 fell down Goop Mountain. You yeah. know, that's that's your that's your doing. You know what? When you fall down Goop Mountain, it stays on Goop Mountain. Okay, but he's like making this thing. Now he's telling his daughter, "I'm like I'm famous." Eh. But um, the 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 fangirl attorney is just so funny because she went back with that whole Taylor Swift rebuttal and was like, "Have you have you ever um, have you met Taylor Swift? You get are you guys like are you guys like friends?" Gwyneth's like. I mean, I've met her, but I, we're not like friends. She's like, huh? Um, so, you're, so you're not friends with her? No. Like, do I buy Christmas presents for her? No, I don't. Oh, wow, it's it's crazy because I I would have I would have thought you guys were were friends. Um, so let's see what else. Can I just say I? So I, I told you during the Heather Morris thing, I did I did the Glee 3D movie, the concert movie, uh -huh. and I met Gwyneth Paltrow, and I will defend her to my death. Oh, for sure. She is the nicest, friendliest person. She's sometimes spacey. I know she didn't know which Marvel movie she was in when she was there. She didn't know she Who was does? <laughs> There's 85 of them. She yeah. didn't know she was in one of them. But I will defend her to the death, and this guy should get thrown down Goop Mountain again. Oh, I think it's going to happen. He's like already like screamed. He's like, I heard a scream. But then Gwyneth was also like, it scared me because this guy came up from behind me and started like moaning and grunting. And she's like, I felt like it was like a sexual assault. And I'm like, I get that. But also like broad daylight sexual ski assault. Ooh. It's a whole nother level. But whatever happens, we're going to find out. I don't think this guy is going to be invited to a wine club anytime soon. And I think he is. I think he's just like kind of going after Gwyneth Paltrow because he knows that he got into an accident with a celebrity. I mean, would you invite someone that lost their charm? No. He lost his charm. He's done. He lost his charm. He's not charming. No one likes him anymore. Um, I also had a Gwyneth Paltrow encounter where I was at Connie and Ted's eating oysters on my birthday. Wow. I was on my birthday and I saw Gwyneth Paltrow. Didn't see Chicago, though, but I saw Gwyneth Paltrow on a birthday, and she was sitting right across from me, and she was having oysters, and I was like, oh, amazing. I'm sitting at like a, like a, what are those called? Like a, a high top, like a raised high top with oysters. I'm like, we're sharing sweet petites, kumamotos. We're living our life, just sucking down shellfish. I'm here for this uh, case. I'm definitely team Gwyneth, for sure. Um... She's going to win. She's going to, um, and when she does, uh, we'll send her some cozy earth or something because she needs it. She, I mean, Gwyneth Paltrow just looks like she's always comfortable. That's how I am. She is cozy earth. She is cozy earth. This is cozy earth too, by the way. So their polos are in and they're everything. Use promo 40 Justin to get 40% off your final offer. You're welcome. Um, this next story somebody sent me and I was completely baffled by it because I think I saw some of it like on social media or TikTok or whatever. Um, and they're called Borgs. Do you know what a Borg is? I just found out from this article. Really? Yeah. Okay, good. Because I had no idea. I don't know if this is like, it seems like this is like a Southern 
university thing. I think it's a drink. I like I don't drink, so I would I don't know any of these words except for gallon. Gallon. That's it. But the Borg uh, is is slowly uh, messing up students and their spring breaks and their whatnot. Yes. Um, over spring break, uh, this writer of the article found out what a Borg is. And a Borg, B-O-R-G, stands for Blackout Rage Gallon. I mean, very extreme. And is the concoction of college students' dreams. You start with a plastic gallon jug of water. A pla- okay, hold on. Let me put it into play. A plastic gallon jug of water and dump half of it out. Okay, so I got it in my head. You then fill it back up with some combinations of alcohol flavoring and electrolyte powder, like a liquid IV or caffeine. This combination dilutes the alcohol flavor while attempting to minimize the effects of hangovers. Okay. So while the, con- the contents of the Borg are important, drinkers will also name their Borg something relevant to the concoction. Well, I've never made a Borg, nor do I ever intend to. We like coming up with Borg names. Some of the highlights include Getty's Borg Address. That's funny. Harrison Borger... <laughs> Harrison Borgeron, Cheeseburger, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and Borg this way. Start coming up with some names so you can... Okay, this is just stupid. While I love the naming aspect of a Borg, uh, please learn how to pace yourselves when drinking and proportion your drinks properly. I'm going to bet that most of the Borgs have way more alcohol in them than they should. Some people are drinking these things over the course of a night... But 20 shots is still 20 shots. That's dangerous. So on the weekend of March 11th, a total of 46 University of Massachusetts Amherst students were hospitalized for alcohol poisoning, with 28 ambulances being called. Mind you, this was also St. Patrick's Day and spring break for many people, but that's not an excuse to drink so much you have to go to the hospital. I know it's asking a lot, but it's not too hard to measure how much alcohol is going into your board. So... There are not benefits to the Borg. So a lot of students are saying like, no, this is good for us. So one of those instances is since you can close a Borg as it's in a plastic jug, it's much harder for any contaminants to enter people's drinks like roofies and date rape drugs. Additionally, if an individual correctly portions their drink, they they will never know exactly how much alcohol they have consumed by the end of the night. The water and electrolyte powder in Borgs will also keep the drinker hydrated, which is a plus for those who forget to drink water when consuming alcohol. Naming the drink also gives the benefit of making sure people are able to correctly identify their Borg and can potentially provoke conversations with strangers. Mind you, those liquid IVs have a lot of sugar in them, and they are not going to hydrate you properly. So if you think you're going to put your liquid IV in a Borg and you're going to wake up like Snow White after a first true love's kiss, no, you're not. You're going to feel like shit because you have not only pickled your body completely, and this is coming from someone who has pickled their body numerous times, you are going to feel like shit and you're also going to feel even worse because sugar gives you that hangover. There's no way to get over a hangover except by maybe taking an aspirin and hydrating water, drink water. You're not going to, there's no like miracle cure or whatever. Um, but I do want to name my Borg. I want to find, <laughs> let's play with some, some Borg names. 
I mean, I, I don't drink, so mine would just be a jug of water that says Borged out of my face. Borged out of my face. That's good. I like that one. Yeah, it's just water. You're yeah. like, I'm just drinking water. You're like the dad at the Borg party. Borging. You kids have fun. Yeah. Or yours could be waterborged. Like waterboarded. Oh, that's cool. Mine would be um, like Borgs to men. <laughs> or like... Um, I'm really good at these. Hold on. I promise. Borg, Borg, Borg. Smorgasbord. Yeah, Smorgasbord. But how did... Did you drink in college? No. At all? No. I mean, I, like here, we had Ryan's birthday in the kitchen. I took a shot with him. Like, I, I'll i take a shot. I'll hate everything. You won't take 20 shots? No. What? What's wrong with no, you? I take one shot. I don't do the beer. I, I just don't like the taste of it. It's one of those things. I'd be nine... I have no... I have portion control problems, so I'd be 900 pounds if I drank. Oh, Yeah. I would be 900 pounds. Yeah. So that's one thing I don't have to worry about. I could be, probably lay off the burgers. Yeah. Ooh, bourbon will get you fat. No, the burgers. I eat like a ton of burgers. Oh, oh. But isn't it? I, I read something where they were like, oh, if you eat Chipotle for a year, you lose. I'm like, shut up. Just do it the old fashioned way. Oh, Zampic, right in the stomach. <laughs> um, uh, It just made me think of like parties. Like, when I grew up, let's see, I grew up in Texas, so it was like we had we had trash can punch. Okay. Never heard of it? We called a girl that in college. Oh, yeah, I called several girls by that name. Um, but they would get like a plastic trash can, preferably new or washed out, and then you just dump a whole bunch of ice in there. You dump like all the liquor in there. Everclear. We would drink Everclear, which was just like, rubbing alcohol um throwing a midori throwing a you know all the sweet shit tequila jit and it was just trash trash can punch and then you put fruit in there and cherries and you just go and you grab your cup and you just whoosh, which is a little unsanitary i mean i i just feel like that's how you end up shit in the bed oh yeah people were vomiting people were passed out in their own stick Sticky, like they were just like, because it was just like every, it was like sugar, and just everyone was just, girls' hair was glued to their head, and they were like passed out at the end of the stairs, and yeah, guys were just shit faced, and you know, guys were getting BJs, but they were not not gay. Um, college was a different time. Um, I'm but, a germaphobe, so there's no chance I see somebody's fingers dip into that. And that's what I'm, I'm gonna drink that. That's what's so funny, but I think when you're an underage, like college kid you're just like oh i gotta take it oh god but i could not imagine i i'm glad they're being safe i get the whole like roofy thing but it's also like if i saw some kid bringing in an old milk jug that was like blue with cherries in it i'd be like get the fuck out of here loser no it's really lame because then you're gonna drink too much and then you're gonna shit yourself and you're probably going to do that when you're running a marathon, which brings us to <laughs> our, is this our last story? Sure is. Oh, that went by so fast. It's, oh. a good, it's a good one. This is a good one. We had to give you guys this. So this woman, uh, first of all, stay quiet. 
I don't know why <laughs> she thought it was like her story to tell the world, but this woman, Tamara Torlikson, revealed that she once pooped her pants while running the Long Beach Mountains Two Beach Marathon. The Long Beach Mountains Two Beach Marathon. This marathon sounds broken. Long Beach Mountains Two Beach Marathon. Just simplify. I think it's Long Beach Mountains to Beach Marathon. But they use the number two instead of T-O because they're cool. Because they're from Long Beach. Yeah. Damn it. They win again. Long Beach, you're not cool. Stop it. Long Beach Mountains to Beach Marathon. That's what it is. You idiots don't even know how to use the number two correctly. <laughs> and this poor woman shit herself at your stupid event. So she was running this marathon, but she still managed to achieve her best running time, even with full grown woman dump down her leg. Torlikson, who was 31 years old at the time of the incident, said that her desire to compete in the 26-mile course came from her new mom energy, according to a Resurface Insider article that's going viral on Monday. The California native... Damn it. <laughs> said there was nothing unusual going on with her body that gave any indication she would soil herself. Well, trading was going really well. Um, I knew I was in a really good shape she said who had run uh the same distance six times before giving birth on the day of the competition however which started in ojai oh man and ended in west la she was determined to set a new personal record as this was her first postpartum race it wasn't until the 13th mile that torlikson ex experienced the number two crisis so that's when her body requested a spontaneous bathroom break, despite the runner's desire to keep going. Oh, my God. I can't wait. You know, I thought, I don't know if it's possible to poop while running, but I will try. <laughs> Why do you have to try? Don't try it. You know what's going to happen. You've done this every day. I didn't want one poop to mess it all up. <laughs> She's ambitious. Oh, dream big, honey. Torlikson was given her answer after she relieved herself in her shorts, built-in underwear. That's when she told Insider she just had to focus. It just came out, and I felt a lot better. Who didn't break uh, her stride for another 13 miles and ended up completing the race in three hours and 13... Three hours and seven minutes, sorry. When the bowel movement moment arrive she said that she just didn't give a shit if other runners saw what had happened marathoners don't judge she said who also shouted <laughs> oh god marathoners <laughs> marathoners don't judge she said she also shouted, I pooped my pants to her family and friends as she crossed the finish line. <laughs> Mom, I think I have sepsis. Oh, my God. And so this is her running full dump. Uh, so she's uh, no, I don't think I don't think she pro I, she probably doesn't. This looks like it's just her running 
Although she does have an I shit my pants face on it. She does have an I shit my pants face. Uh, notice how all the runners behind her, that's how she won the damn race, because they're all like, God, it smells like death in front of us, because she's running with a shit shit diaper on. <laughs> um, Look at this. According to medical pros, Torlakson likely suffered from what professionals call... I'm sorry, what? Runner's trot? Runner's trot, which is apparently completely normal. Runner's trot. Oh, that's awful. Then she had to run to the medical tent. You probably had people that were like getting heat stroke and fell down and cut themselves. And then she's running in with shit in her pants. Oh, God. Could you imagine? That's that's just I would leave. I would stop running and I would leave. The race is over. You don't, there's nothing to be like, I've got to do this for my family. You already dude it. You dude your pants. It's sick. Good time. Blech. All right. Well, that's all we have time for today. We hope you had a great time listening to this week's episode. Um, remember to rate and review um, this episode. Uh, we love hearing you guys. We love seeing the comments. And remember to watch the uh previous week's episodes available on youtube on the comedy store youtube page um there's a lot going on right now i'm sorry if i got a little heated but i'm very passionate and i just want everyone to kind of do better um so i just hope you guys love a little more say good morning to a stranger on the street um and uh laugh a little that's always good. So um, with that being said, make sure to like and subscribe. Make sure to catch my special on OutTV. I've got some dates coming up uh, where I will be in the next couple of months. I'm going to be doing uh, Memorial Day weekend in Vegas this Saturday at the Venetian Hotel. Juicy Scoop Live with Heather McDonald, Chris Frangiola, and Spencer Pratt. I'm going to try and get on this podcast soon. Um, and then I think I'm going to be in San Francisco in July with Jessica Michelle Singleton. And, uh, yeah, got some more dates coming up. And, uh, as always, we'll see you next time on Just Saying. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.